Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. As you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night. And as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Remember the Game, my video gaming podcast where every week a friend comes over and the two of us just geek out but a game from our childhood. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you guys so much for coming back. This week, episode 19, my buddy Chris returns to the podcast, and we remember one of the greatest RPGs of all time, Earthbound, for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. This game, as much as any game from my childhood, just triggers nostalgia. I've played through this game a dozen times. I love it. I love the music. Just, I, I know I say this on a lot of episodes, but this was really one of those ones where it was a real treat uh, to just go online and try to find some of the music from the game and just listen to it. And like, it just has me wanting to play it for like the 101st time. Uh, it's great. I'm going to get to it right away with Chris. I am going to warn you guys, there is a bit of a change. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I do change my score a little bit in the outro because after we finished recording, something came up. I don't want to spoil it now. So hang around for the outro. It's only like 30 seconds longer. At this point, you've committed to the podcast already. Listen to the whole thing. Uh, thanks for all the great downloads and stuff, you guys. We're going to pass 1,000 downloads this week, which is really cool to me. Uh, you know, I don't think it's enough that I could be charging people thousands of dollars to advertise on it. But we're growing, so thank all of you guys. I really appreciate it. As far as what I'm playing this week, uh, I've fallen back into the Skyrim rabbit hole, and I'm completely hooked on that again. Uh, And also, uh, with the NES Online on the Switch, I've decided to do my first ever playthrough of the original Zelda on the NES. I never played it as a kid. I've been working on it for uh, a week, week and change now. Uh, I like it, you know? It's, uh, It's, I can imagine how hard it must have been as a kid um you know before the internet although that said i haven't had to look up too much yet i'm six dungeons in lots of just exploring walking around those kinds of games are so perfect skyrim and that zelda game like any of those any game with a lot of exploration is so at home on the switch where i can be playing it portably it's still watching tv or talking to shaley or i can take it on the road and play it in my hotel room or you know whatever it i just i know i rant about it every week i love the switch someone's also brought up that there's not a lot of sega games on this thing yet and when i say a lot i mean there aren't any um i never owned a sega as a kid but i am looking uh sega's got a big collection coming out for the switch in a week or two and i think i might pick it up and i'm going to try to get into some of those games and then we can try to get a little bit more sega on here so if there's a console you guys are interested in that's not on here that's not a current console uh let me know I, i'm interested in your feedback really i'd appreciate it you can hit me up you know by however find me on the twitter at member the game or on facebook uh facebook.com slash member the game you know however you want let me know and uh, I got a lot of episodes recorded, and I'm going to start another batch of them right away so that I can uh, get some more in the bank. So if you're interested, shoot me a message. I know some people have already expressed interest, and uh, I'm going to reach out to them here in the next day or two as well. So with that said, we are going to get to the podcast, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Kick back and relax, and let us remember Ness 
Paula, Jeff, Pooh, and the beautiful world that is Earthbound on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Here we go. So this game is one of the games that I've been most excited to talk about since I came up with this whole stupid idea for this stupid podcast. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. My friend Chris, you may remember from episode one fame, is back. How are you, my friend? Good, man. Thanks for having me back. Perfect. And I like how you're fucking right in the microphone. He was like, I'm going to fucking... I was like, yeah, you did it. You did great. Uh, Earthbound, you and I have been talking about recording this episode since I started kicking around the idea of the ep- of the podcast. So you have played Earthbound through before? Played all the way through, yeah. I was yeah. just I was doing my homework here and played all the way to Foresight, I think, this time. And yeah. Oh boy, it just it's like an old book. It's Dude. just you open it up and it's it's exciting all over again. I love that game. I'll tell you, man. Uh I just knocked my recorder off the table. So I'm gonna make sure it's still recording. That's how good this podcast is. Uh I'll tell you, the Super Nintendo. Yeah, we're good. The Super Nintendo is obviously heralded as like as as one of, if not the greatest JRPG console of all time. Like it's it's I know nerds will be listening to this and be like, well, well the PS one had and I know. But the Super Nintendo's right there. Like it's JRPG library can stand up to anybody's. And when you look at games like Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger and and Secret of Mana, I guess, and like those types of games, I get it, I get they're all great. I, I agree that they're all great, but for my money, this is the best RPG on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, like I, it just takes them all and just it throws it right on its head. Like it's nothing like the other ones. It's completely different, like story wise, mm-hmm. the humor. It has humor, like it, it's l- legitimate humor. It was the first like, so if you, it was the first funny game I think I've ever played. Like if you've never played Earthbound, I can't imagine you listening to this if you don't know what Earthbound is. But uh, it, it's basically it's a JRPG, but it's not like. A classic Final Fantasy Chrono Trigger back in like the fucking 1500s with swords and magic type game. It's you're you're a kid. You're just a regular kid in like in basically like I don't remember. What the, I think the game is set in nineteen XX. Nineteen XX, yeah. So it's, it's you basically <laughs> you're in the nineties as this kid, and uh, he has psychedelic powers, and they're and it's magic. And then you meet up with three other kids, and two of them have magic, and one doesn't. And we will get into that in a second. And uh, and it's it's like a modern RPG. They use baseball bats and frying pans and 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 bubble Guns, gum yo-yo, and yeah. yeah yeah yo-yos and baseball caps for armor. And uh, it's it's completely different than any other. Like I mean that alone. Like if we'll get into the mechanics and things like that and the differences. But the the core concept of the game itself compared to ninety percent of the RPGs out there, uh, I'd never played anything like this before. Where it was like you're just a normal kid, you know. Yeah, like, and there's no, there's no castles, there's no shrines, there's no nothing that you'd expect. Like, you go to towns and you, yeah, you buy your food at the restaurants. You go to malls to upgrade your equipment. You, <laughs> yeah, you fight it out at arcades. You fight it out, oh, like in Foursquare. You fight, you fight it like a bewitched mall. I think it is even like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Like instead of getting like potions and stuff to to heal and 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 do that kind of things, you use hamburgers. Yeah, and then you can put the con you can put condiments on your hamburger 
Like you could put ketchup, you could get a, a packet of, of ketchup, which may restore like six HP on its own. And hamburger may restore like 30 HP on its own. But you could put ketchup on the hamburger and restore like 100 HP. And like, and that's the type of, like you said, you go to shopping malls and toy stores to buy your weapons. And you, instead of getting gold and gold pieces, your, your dad deposits money into your bank account for every bad guy you kill. And then to get access to your money, you have to go to somewhere where there's an ATM and withdraw cash. Like, it's so so cool. cool. Like, I mean, like your parents, you phone them up, you phone your dad to save the game. He saves the game Mm -hmm. for you. You phone Mm -hmm. your mom and she'll just, like she spouts out random lines like, oh, honey, I'm glad you're doing so well. I'm watching a soap opera and it's getting steamy. Bye, click. Yeah. It's just, it goes on like that. And like, and you can get homesick. Yeah, and, and then you have to call your mom to make her or to make you you make your main character Ness feel better. Like even a lot of like the like you can buff your character in that game, like Adam said, with the items like and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Even the things that like debuff your character, where like the enemy will do something and you catch a cold, or you like they do something and you get teary eyed. Yeah, you start crying. Off. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you can fight. You you can like you fight a giant pile of puke, and then the giant <laughs> pile of puke burps. And the burp burns your eyes and you start crying. And now your accuracy's gone down. Uh, mushroom puts a mushroom in your head and you feel funny. And then like, it yeah. actually buggers up how you move your character yeah, around. That's, yeah, that's a cool little but touch. But then to get it off, you go into town and some random person's like, hey, you have a mushroom on your head. I'll give you 50 bucks for it. Yeah. You get 50 bucks for your wallet. <laughs> and, and, and you basically, mushroom. yeah, you heal your confusion <laughs> and make $50. It's, I don't know. And like, and, and I said right off the hop with this podcast, I didn't want this to be one where we do a bunch of homework and research and find the history of the games. It's, I don't really, there's enough of those kind of podcasts out there. I want this to just be two nerds reminiscing. But how exactly they came up with all the content, because I know this is technically the second game of the series. There is one on the NES and the Famicom that I, I've only played about an hour of. Have you ever played it? It's, the original I Mother? I haven't played it, but just looking at it, I think it's pretty aged now. Like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just I don't think I could go back and have the patience to. I think I heard it's the same kind of same idea, same kind of style and all. That um, I'd love to know where they came up with this because in a world where, like, I mean, anyone that's listening to this that played the Super Nintendo and liked RPGs, like they they, I mean, not all of them sold like hotcakes, but um, it's, I think it's especially back in the '90s, it was a pretty niche market. But uh, but RPG like it's, I mean, you were sitting there looking at like Square making Final Fantasy four and six and Chrono Trigger, and you're watching Nintendo and Square make uh, Super Mario RPG and and Secret of Mana and all these games, and you're like, well, they've got the RPG formula down, and then here came this guy and this company that were like, oh, we're gonna make it totally different. We're just gonna make it modern, and it's I love the graphics style of this game compared to a lot of the other. Like I mean, and, and I think and and. I'm totally biased. I'm a Super Nintendo nerd. And I feel like the, the graphics for the most part on the Super Nintendo has stood the test of time. Like that pixel style. Especially with Earthbound. Like all the people in the town, like they just look ridiculous. Like yeah. you'll see a woman with like two eyes on top of her head and like a huge like gummy yeah. smile. Like, <laughs> yeah. They look like something you drew when you were like five. Yeah. And I think that adds a lot to the game. Like it's so memorable looking. It's like playing, it's almost like playing a cartoon. Yeah. You know, it's very cartoonish, which I love. Um, so it's got a lot of modern mechanics, which is great. A lot of modern themes and great green uh, gameplay. Uh, the characters. One of the things I like the most about this game is that you have four characters, and that is it. You know, I mean, like when you play spoilers, I guess I can't imagine anyone hasn't played it. You play Final Fantasy four, and you're you have five people in your team at any given time at most, but you're constantly switching out characters, getting characters, losing characters. 
Final Fantasy VI, what do you have in that game? Like, oh, fuck, a dozen, 15? More than, yeah, more yeah. than at least 12. I yeah, think. and you build teams out of them, right? Uh, in, in Earthbound, you have four. And I love that because it's the same four for the whole... Like, once you... I know Pooh leaves the group for a little while. There, uh, I'll make sure to put a warning in the intro that there's spoilers <laughs> like crazy, so we can say whatever we want. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's four characters, and it's easy to manage. It's easy to get attached to each of the four. They're you four under- good characters. They are four good characters. You understand the role each of the four of them play. Which is great. Um, first and foremost, there is Ness. Do you always name? Do you always name him Ness? I usually stick with the main name. Yeah, you know? yeah, me too. Uh, and I love it. I, I love that he's got the baseball cap and the backpack and the and these where he just it's pretty much you as a video game character. Yeah, yeah. Except cooler. <laughs> um, and he's just like a normal kid who like they realize like from the beginning he's got psychic powers. That's awesome. Like he doesn't need a huge backstory. He's just this regular kid, you know. Um, and then when the when when uh, how do you pronounce it? Do you say Gygus? That's how I say it. I think Gygus, yeah. Gygus. It could be Gygus. Gygus, yeah. We're going with Gygus for the for the rest of this podcast. Uh, they find out that Gygus is coming to destroy the world, and he's been like traveling through time, and he wants to destroy the world, and then uh, this, this ancient being, Buzz Buzz, the bee, uh, comes back and basically explains it all to Ness, and is like, you got to go and stop this guy. Like, you're the guy. You got to do it. Uh, and we'll get into Pokey in a minute. Oh. Fat little fucker. Oh, he's the uh, best worst character I've ever he's had. He's Carbon. But... He's Carbon. Oh, he pretty much is. He's Carbon. Uh, <laughs> so, so basically, you'll get Ness, and then Ness uh, realize he finds out that you know this like the 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 legend or whatever speaks of these three other kids that are going to help Ness. And that was the best. I think that was probably the first part of the humor in the game is that this mythical Buzz Buzz who travels in time to warn you, Pokey's mom. Oh, there's a bug and swats him. He <laughs> dies. Like... Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's like this like <laughs> mythical like he's like this great time traveler that's come back and warn you like we got to save the universe and everything and then he gets swatted in someone and dies because he's a bug <laughs> so uh yeah so you have ness and then you get paula who is like uh, i mean it, if, if this game has one cliche it's that the girl is the token healer kind of in the group you know cause she's got the healing powers and she's the she's the the hardcore mage right like the frying pan does some damage and stuff. Yeah. I, I love that her weapon is a frying pan. Yeah. Although I guess it's a little bit uh, misogynistic in Probably this day and age. Yeah, all, yeah, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so Paul is really rad. And then the the character that I think has the most depth, as much as I think he's a dud, is Jeff. And that was the neatest part of him is that like you don't meet him. It's she reaches out to him psychically, Paula, when her and Ness yeah, are yeah. trapped. So yeah, which is cool. You actually wake up as Jeff in a different part of the whole like yeah, universe, yeah, and you have yeah. to make your way to rescue them. And then Jeff is like, has no magic. No, uh, he just he repairs broken stuff. He, and he can good. fix things. Great. And I and I really enjoy that mechanic. That as the game goes, I guess he's not he's not like a blue mage, but he's like. I guess he's the kind of the closest thing to it because he's kind of unique compared to the other ones. He was the one I would always just kind of A through for attack. Like, yeah. I mean, you could always do the spy thing to see what yeah. the weak points were. But yeah. other than that, you really... And I guess like he'd shoot his bottle rockets that he made and stuff like that. That was his. That was my big thing with him because as his IQ went up in the game, he could fix more things. But a majority of the things he would fix, maybe they were great, but I never used them. Stuff like the like defense spray and the rust promoter or whatever, like all those types of things. Uh, but what I found handy with Jeff is like, dude, near the end of the game, like when I'm going to fight Gygus and stuff, I'll load him up with the the, the multi-bottle rack rockets. Like I'll go buy the deep darkness and yeah, I'll yeah. go visit the arms dealer there and stock him up on rockets because he's the only one that can shoot those bombs. And those are some of those powerful attacks in the game, yeah. those bombs. And then suddenly Jeff goes from like, somebody you're just using to absorb damage to like your absolute tank because he can just yeah yeah um so he's cool and then finally there is Pooh. 
which, <laughs> which is the greatest. We didn't name him. Yeah. yeah, the greatest <laughs> name video game character of all time. And uh, and like it's, I don't have the same attachment to Pooh that I have to the other three because you don't really have them that long. He shows up pretty late in the game, and then he leaves. Yeah, and then he comes back, and when he comes back, he's got is it Sandstorm? Yeah, or Starstorm? No, Sandstorm. Uh, I haven't played it in yeah. a while. But he's got like he's got like probably the most powerful spell in the game or like one of anyway. Um, but he, I always looked at him and Ness as, cause they were on the two ends of the line, right? Ness was the leader. Pooh was like the number four, basically. He's the last guy you get, but they're the two guys that can do the most damage physically. Yeah. They're, they both have really strong offensive magic. They can both do some healing. Um, could Paula heal? Now that I say that Paula was I, the healer, no, I think she was more offensive spells. She just and had, she could buff your characters up too. I think she had like the black magic. Ooh, maybe I'm just a Ness sexist. did some healing. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, it was Ness and Pooh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Pooh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's like the he's, he's like a karate warrior basically, and that's I I fucking I I really adore that about this game. I don't have like when you play one of the other ones like Final Fantasy four or or six example. They're the two I'm going to draw the most attention to. Um, you don't gain a huge attachment to most of the characters because there's so many. And some of them are just duds too. Like, some of them are duds. Six, like the yeah. Sasquatch and all those. Oh fuck! Yeah. And in four, fucking uh, Ed, Ed, Edward, yeah, uh, the, or Edgar, the harp guy. Yeah, the fucking crappy harp guy, <laughs> the spoony bard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in 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 Earthbound, it's four characters, and they're four kids. Like it's hard to not. You're like it's four kids. <laughs> then like it, what I love about it, Pooh lesser so because in Pooh's um, um, home country or whatever you want to call it, he's like a prince, and people are like, "You're a prince. You have to go save the world." But with Ness, Paula, and Jeff. Like their family misses them. Like when you go back to their towns or back to their homes, their family talks to them and they're like, "Oh, you." Except for Jeff's fat dad. Oh yeah, Jeff's dad's kind of a yeah, doctor. He's more or less. Or yeah, he has Jeff like in this group, like not a group one, but I guess a boarding school. Oh yeah, that's right. And then when you first leave, you like get to his research station off the hop, and he's like, "Oh hi, nice to see you. Uh, Maybe we'll see you in ten years again." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "You're just a son of a bitch." Kind of a yeah. You gave up your kid for adoption so you could work (laughs) on your stupid spaceship that doesn't work. And he still doesn't want to see him even after. Yeah, you there, fat but... turd. Oh man. Um. So that's I don't know. I, I mean, I love the graphics style of this game, and I fucking really like the art, the art style, or the the art style and graphics style is the same thing. The characters, I love the four characters. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and I love that you can get uh, Ness's dog on your team for a little while because I love dogs. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you get to one of the best slash worst villains in the history of video games. Pokey, <laughs> Pokey the fat. He's Cartman. He's a PG Cartman. So for anyone that doesn't, again, I don't have to explain all this, but Pokey is the fat prick that lives next door to Ness, and he originally goes with Ness to the meteor where they meet Buzz Buzz. Right? It's his little brother that's missing. And that's right. Yeah, Pokey's picky chicken shit to go find him. That's right. Yeah. So he shows up at your door. He makes fun of Ness's mom. He's so like Cartman right off the hall. Yeah, yeah, like, he is, yeah. He does. Yeah. Nice, nice bathrobe, and then he laughs at her. Yeah, it's like snicker, snicker. Yeah, (laughs) and then he basically begs you to come help him. And then when the best is, is like so that beginning of the game where your Ness, Pokey, and uh, your dog, whatever you want to name your dog, and then you recruit Picky after you go save him, and you're coming home. uh, Ness can fight, and Picky throws like a like a hit point of damage. Yeah, it's a hit point, and the dog will fight. And Pokey like hides. Oh, and like every time Pokey does something, it's like Pokey complains loudly to Ness. Pokey yeah. hides behind a bush. Like yeah. Pokey thinks to himself, like <laughs> he's just such a piece of crap. I, yeah, I remember like, playing it as a kid and being like, "Help us, Pokey!" <laughs> uh, and then it turns out that he like joins Gygus. 
And yeah. it's like, and he's like a recurring villain through the whole thing. Like he just shows up at yeah, that's uh, right. Like he the does the whole time. Like yeah, yeah. He, by the time you get to Forside, like he's pretty much advising the mayor. He's like on the top of a tower, and he's like, "Oh, my poor neighbor has arrived." Like mm-hmm. he has like thugs throw you out of his tower. Yeah, his tower. <laughs> what I like about it is like, and I never really thought about it till now, just talking about it. It's kind of like Ness represents like all the good in the world. He's like a good kid who wants to go save the world and then help everybody. And Pokey is like the evil in the world. And he like, he saw the power that Gygus could give him and he joined Gygus and became evil. And I guess at the end of the day, what the game teaches us is that skinny people are good and fat people <laughs> are bad. It's basically what it's trying to say with Pokey. Cause even at the very end of the game, you go through the credits and all this. And the last line of the game is Pokey sends you a note saying, come at me loser. And like, yeah, that's yeah. how it ends. So yeah. I, like, okay. So, cause there's a, there's a sequel to this. Uh, which I know is, I'm sorry to bring it up. I know it's kind of a sore spot with you. There is a Mother <laughs> Three, so yeah, because that's the other thing is like, because it's called Mother, right? Which I don't, I don't really get. Uh, like, is it because like Earthbound is Mother Two, correct? Yeah. So in Japan, it's just called Mother Two. Yeah, Mother Two, Mother Three, and and the first one is called Mother. Yeah. And here it's called Earthbound Zero. So I wonder why they changed it from Mother. Yeah, no, like, well, did you? There was an urban myth with Mother Two. Have you ever heard about this? No. Where they, they claim that the end boss with Gygus is actually supposed to symbolize an abortion. I Oh, I have heard that. And because like, it, it kind of looks like it. Yeah, because like, like, like it actually, like, and when you have Ness's face on the end, yeah. like, it's such a weird, like... Yeah. And I guess I can kind of see it, but... It's so just I guess, like, so mother, and it's aborting... Wow, wow like, that's creepy. And that's the most anti-Nintendo Nintendo thing No ever, shit, like. hey? It's creepy. <laughs> um... So it's cool, and I've never played Mother 3. I know you've never played Mother 3. Uh, There are translations of it out there, but they've never brought it to... I have no... Dude, can you... You and I talk about this on almost a... I would guess a monthly basis. Every time Nintendo announces a Nintendo Direct, one of us brings up Mother 3. Can you honestly come up with a fucking good reason why they have not brought Mother 3? It's it's been... You can't... You can't fucking tell me... And I'm not saying you have, but you can't tell me that it's translation issues because fans have translated it to English for free. And the weird thing of that is that Nintendo hasn't stepped in and took it down. Like, because usually they guard any type of mods yeah. to their property, like, Man. cease and desist almost immediately. Nintendo's so fucking. <laughs> I'm such a diehard, loyal Nintendo fanboy. And then they just do these weird things where you're like, what? Like, you have this game that's just sitting. I, I, I'm sure. When it comes, say they decide to put Mother 3 on the Switch. It's either going to the Switch or the 3DS if they bring it over. Either one. Let's say they put it on the Switch. I, I, I completely get it's not as simple as like right-click, save as English Mother 3, and then upload it. I'm sure it's harder than that. But you can't tell me it's harder than the, the NES games they put online or, yeah. or, or any of the games they upload. You know what I mean? Or something like it's, it's, it's there. I don't get it. And fans have been begging for it for like, they brought it up. They mentioned it <laughs> at one of their press conferences or something. They were like, we have nothing to say about it at this time, but we know the fans have a demand for it. They put the main character in smash brothers. Well, they put, yeah, Lucas is a playable fighter. Right. And, and the game has never come out. I'm sure there's a huge number of smash brothers players that don't even know who Lucas is. You know, like, it's, I don't get it. I, like, we all want this fucking game. And it took forever even just to get Earthbound, like, on the Wii or, like, on the, the con- Wii U. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was almost at the end of the Wii life. I think they finally put the old SS on the vir- game on On it. the virtual yeah. console. And now it's available on, like, 3DS, the Wii, the Wii U. It's on uh, everything. Yes. Super Nintendo Classic. Like, it's everywhere now, uh, which is a good thing because if you want to buy a physical copy of it, it's like, 
I mean, I sold my physical copy yeah, a little while ago. Cheap. Dude, it's it's one of the most expensive Super Nintendo. But like, so I'll ask you, this is something I wanted to ask you right off the top. Like, did you play it as a kid? No. Like, I like I never had a SNES. I was that's what Genesis I thought. growing up and all that. So, so when did you play it? Um just once I had an emulator, usually, and I think it was in university. Okay. That's when I first played through it. But. And it, and is that just because you had heard about it? Because everyone talks about it. Oh, yeah. It. Like, it's, I mean, it was... I just I always remembered it because, I mean, if you remember the fan service with that, like, it was the big box at the game store. Yeah, man. It came with that massive guide yeah. and all I re- that stuff. And I remember getting it for Christmas, and it was in such a giant box because it came with that. I'd never seen a game come with a player's guide like that. Yeah. Like, and, the, and, and that player's guide... Like, if you've never looked at it, I don't know if you've ever looked at it or no. not. But, like, it wasn't cheap. Like, it was a good quality like, player's yeah, like guide. Great colors. I've it was heard, fucking like, great. Book. Yeah, it really was great. Um, man, I probably played through that game a dozen times as a kid. It, but a lot of people didn't. They marketed the fuck out of that game yeah, when it came out. for some reason when it, it came did. out here. And it did they, so well. And... Well, like, it's kind of weird because, like, they... I remember... Like it came with scratch and sniff cards in the player's guide or something yeah, or in Nintendo the box. Nintendo Power, I think, had them yeah, too, yeah, and Nintendo Powers had them, and they and basically the advertising campaign was like this game stinks, <laughs> and like you could scratch and sniff these things that just smelled like vomit, like just puke, <laughs> just fucking gross. And uh, my buddy Rob, the guy that originally got me into Final Fantasy two or four and RPGs, is the one that told me about this game, and then I started. And I was like, wow, this, I asked for it for Christmas, um, but I, a lot of people never played it. And it's crazy to me that it was so overlooked. The thing with Earthbound, though, is I think if you're a kid of a young age, though, I think you'd have some trouble with parts of it. Because, like, there's some stuff that you kind of have to read between the lines a little bit to have certain items at certain points yeah, or yeah. And stuff like but, that. So, But, like, but like that's why the player's guide was there. Yeah, I most did. kids didn't yeah. play those games anyway. I mean, I really either. But. I don't remember how old I was when I got that game, but I got it in Calgary. And I moved away from Calgary when I was 12. So I finished it before I was tw- 12. Yeah. And I had the player's guide, and that's what helped me. Yeah. Because, yeah, there are parts, like the part where you have to go and get the diamond. Like, you saved the Runaway 5, like, a dozen times. <laughs> those fucking duds. Uh, <laughs> Broken every town they which, go, yeah. Which is another thing that I love about that game, is the Runaway 5, and the two lead singers are clearly Mario and Luigi. There's, like, the fat little guy in red, and the tall, skinny guy in green. Like, it's awesome. Um, and then one of my fa- actually, probably my favorite part of that whole game is, uh, we can go spoilers, I don't fucking care, is when you're in the tower in Foreside, uh, you were talking about Pokey's fucking tower and you get to the top and what is it called? The, is it the barely working robot Yeah, or something like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> that stupid little robot. And he's just like, like half the time he doesn't even attack you. It's he's just like, sandwiches he eats bologna sandwiches yeah. and he like falls over. Uh, when and he, he does attack you, he can mess you up. He but. fucks you up. Yeah. And so you fight him and fight him and fight him. And then finally the runaway five break in and the music starts playing the runaway five music. And then it's just like one of the members goes behind him and turns him off. And that's how you beat him. They just flick the power switch. And this crappy little robot that almost killed you that lives off bloaty sandwiches shuts down because of the runaway five. Oh, it's, it's perfect, man. Like it's, I don't even know where to begin with like favorite moments in that game. Like you're in the desert and you come across a broken slot machine. But there's three Mexican yeah. guys standing there, and they spin around. <laughs> yeah. And you talk to them. One's like, I'm Poncho. The second one's like, I'm Pincho. The third one's like, I'm Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's so stupid. Like, I sit and giggle at that, though. Like, you put a buck in, they spin around. If they yeah. line up, you get a sandwich as a prize. Yeah, yeah. Just keep going in the desert. But, like... I, and the whole game's like that, though. Like, it's so just many, all this bizarre, like, every person you want to talk to because you don't know what they say. It's so much random. The dialogue's fantastic. You go out of your way to talk to people in that game because it's so funny. 
the apple kid and the orange kid, <laughs> the two inventors. And the orange kid lives in like this nice clean house and he looks like a sharp kid. And then the apple kid's like a fat slob whose house is full of garbage and mice. Mouse. Yeah, his, yeah. Friends, his best friend is a mouse. But he's the only one that ever helps you. Yeah, I think if you give money to the orange kid, like he just comes, he invents a bunch of junk that you can't use in the game. Like, yeah, it's just all stupid crap. He just wastes your time. Whereas the apple kid's like, "Hey, I got your back." It's fucking, and he invents like the pencil eraser. Yeah, and he's like, "This is the greatest invention ever! It's an eraser that erases pencils." Right as you come up to a statue of a pencil, <laughs> I was like, "How high were you guys when uh, you wrote this fucking zombies game?" Zombies are invading the town. The apple kid gets you zombie paper, so they all come to town, and get stuck in this tent. Yeah, oh, yeah, so that's go right. Talk to them when they're stuck, and and they like tell you off. Oh, uh, like, like all these stupid puns. He's like, "This is the worst." day of my life and like it just goes <laughs> on like there's 12 of them you can talk to and they all say all this stupid stuff oh fuck it's, it's a, great it's a clever game or even it's just funny. you talk to a random person and they're like the next boss it's a pile of puke it's scary it's all this i just wet my pants thinking about it like yeah there's one in every town that'll wet their pants telling you about the boss <laughs> yeah um and that's actually like i think that's probably my favorite boss in the game outside of the robot the robot's the best fight in the game i don't care <laughs> uh is is master belch the giant, oh, yeah. pile, the giant pile of puke. And yeah. you fight a giant pile of puke. And the best part is if you get the jar of fly honey, you can feed, like, he's supposed to be this big, mean, dangerous boss. You throw a jar of honey made by flies at him, and then he just eats it, and you attack him and kill him. <laughs> and the whole time you're attacking him, he burps. And you can hear, like, the game, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it's so gross. Uh, it would be, like, one of those fights that if somebody walked in and watched you, they'd be like, what the fuck? What is this? And you're like, it's uh, Master Belch. He's tough. And just all the random enemies in that game, like, you fight... You fight a taxi cab. You fight yeah. street signs. Scalding fight, cup of coffee. Yeah. Like hippies. There's yeah. like, there's like the grump, new age retro hippie. Yeah. And, grumpy old man or yeah. something. <laughs> and then they do pallet swaps. So it's like you'll fight the tiny pile of puke. And then it's like the next one, the tiny pile of puke's friend or little. Yeah. Or vile yeah. pilot or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. They, it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then you end up going like to fight dinosaurs, uh, yeah. which are terrifying in that game. They're fucking tough. <laughs> Did you, uh, when you played, did you get the, so because you never played with the player's guide. No. Like I did as a kid. Did you get, there was two items that were like one in 128 odds to get. And one was the gutsy bat for Ness and one was a sword of Kings. The only weapon that Pooh could, uh, No, I don't think uh, so get. then. So like, I guess without the guide, you, I would, you never would have I, known. Uh, I can't even remember who you had to beat to get the gutsy bat. Uh, the Sword of Kings, I think you had to beat Krakens yeah. in that in the the area the, wherever the Krakens are. Uh, but it's the only weapon that Pooh can because Pooh can't use any of the weapons. Right. But he can equip the Sword of Kings and it like boosts his offense. And then if I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong. It may have been the Casey Bat, but it's either the Casey Bat or the Gutsy Bat you could get for Ness. And it made his guts like insane. Which is another thing I love about that. It made his guts insane and he would hit. <laughs> so like instead of getting critical hits like you get in most of the other games, you have guts. And uh, and if your guts are high, the higher your guts are, the better chance of you getting a critical hit. And a critical hit's called a smash. And you 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 just you were you were playing it like today, right? Yeah. It, tell me, like getting a smash is smash the most satisfying feeling in the world. And, yeah, you yeah. Know you're gonna win the fight. It's the best. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to talk about that I fucking love about this game is the uh, uh, the fights, the combat. So for starters. And this is why, for my money, this is possibly the greatest RPG on the Super Nintendo. There are zero random encounters. Yes. Zero. Every single bad guy in the game is on the screen. And so if you're good and you're quick, you can avoid and hide behind things and get around most of them, which is 
fucking awesome. And they don't stop with that either. And they take it, they do two of the things. I'm surprised it's not in every RPG where if you fight something that's way weaker than you, it just dies and you win. Oh, yeah. If you, and yeah. It actually will run out of your way because yeah. it doesn't slow you down. You can actually that's play right. the game and not be bogged down with random encounters. Or One of the hooks, uh, one of the problems I have with games like the Final Fantasies is that I get, I, it hits a point where after like 30, 40 hours of playing, I start to shy away from exploration because I don't want to deal with all the random encounters, especially when I go back to an area that I'm clearly overpowered for. And it's just, you just fucking walk through. It's boring, you know? Whereas, yeah, in this one, once you beat the boss of an area, the, all the bad guys run from you. And if you don't want to fight them, you won't have yeah. to. They'll hide from you. And if you do fight them and you're, I don't know what the technical like math al- algorithm is for it, but but if you're if you're strong enough, when you touch a bad guy, instead of it going to the fight screen, it it makes this thing like it's gonna load up the fight screen, and then it just says like you won and gives you the experience points. Yeah, it's, it must just. I think it's when you it's my kind of rough idea is when you get like a one hit kill on an enemy. That's yeah. kind of when it starts to. And it knocks it knocks like you know a two minute fight down into like three seconds. It's fucking awesome, and you yeah. still get. And the best part is that you still get your XP and your and your cash. Uh, I was gonna say your gold, but it's your cash from your rich dad. So, um, and and then yeah, the way the bad guys run away from you. So you can go, you can fight a boss, and then if you want to go explore his dungeon, or at any point if you want to come back to that area and explore the dungeon, it's painless because the bad guys are terrified of you. Which I think is so. Not only is it nice because it's easier to look around, it's a cool touch because they're like they all worshipped, uh, you know, whoever was in charge, whoever was in charge, and then you destroyed them, and now they're all like, oh my god, like look out for him, <laughs> which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. And then there's the thing where you get the fights from behind. Yeah, if you, I think if you engage them from behind, you get the first crap right. at them, and if they get you, which is rad too, because like when you play like Final Fantasy six or four or whatever, uh, sometimes you get uh, it says like preemptive attack, and you you snuck up on them obviously, or sometimes you get where they snuck up on you. But in this one, it's like that too. But I love the way that it's like it all comes down to how you approach. If you're good, uh, you can approach a bad guy from behind. And then the screen will flash green instead of black, and then you get the opening attack. And if they sneak up on you, and you know what? As as frustrating as it is when it happens to you when you're playing, I love the idea that you realize you're overpowered, yeah, or you're uh, weak. You know, you need to rest or you need to heal or something. You try to run away, and they get you from behind. And it <laughs> sounds like poo. <laughs> uh, they get you from behind, and then the screen flashes red, and then they get that first attack, and you're just like, "Fuck, fuck, and that's fuck, tense fuck. too." Because yeah, there's times where you're just about a town, and you can finally go heal up. And, yeah, uh, you yeah, are fighting for your life just to get out of it. Yeah, there. and then the and then another cool thing about it is when you do fight, the way they do the roll ta- the, the 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 rolling HP. Yeah, that's that's one thing I. I like it in, in theory where you can actually, like, you can see it ticking down, you have a chance to save, but I just, I find I get flustered trying to pull a spell up or an item and do it fast enough. And, and you can. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I still, I prefer it to the alternative where they hit you with a spell and you're dead. Like, the your HP goes from, like, 900 to zero and you're dead. But you're right. It can be, like, dude, because it really makes it tense. Like Which, I guess maybe is the point of it, too. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I, I just, like, ah. When you're fighting, like, two or three <laughs> bad guys and it's an intense fight and then they hit one of them and kill them, and then it, it makes that, like, and then you can see their, their HP in those three rollers, like, rolling down to zero, and you're, like, it's almost like a clock, like, telling you, like, five, four, three, and the screen, and the font goes to a different color, too to really put the emphasis on it. And yeah. then you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And you're trying to rush through to somebody that can heal <laughs> or use a, because if you can heal them, they stay alive or, or end the fight. If you can finish it off yeah. before they die. I, I love that mechanic because it just gives it that extra, like, 
Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's that's actually pretty fair, I think, and I think that's what they were going for too. I just for yeah. some reason I always find the menu is kind of clunky to it is bring up items and it you know, is. find the one healing item. Yeah, but I guess maybe that was probably my biggest strike against it was the inventory system. It just you had to buy things one at a time and then oh. you had to give them to the other characters. Yeah, and like it always seemed like I was pushed to the limit all the time. I was gonna bring that up. It's if I could if if there was anything that I would criticize about Earthbound. It's the it's the inventory, and I can live with the cap on how many things you can carry. Uh, I mean, because you know, I mean, in most RPGs, you can carry as much as you want, or you can carry a ton of stuff. And this one, you have a pretty limited inventory. It's I don't think it's 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 about fourteen items or something like that of each character. I think, yeah, yeah, which doesn't seem like it's not enough. But then four are gone for your equipment most of the time. And yep, then... yep. It's and and then and then like you also lose an item to each year, like your ATM card, the soundstone, yeah. like your critical items. Um, one of the things about it though, is like when you do, cause recruiting a player, like recruiting another character in that game is such a big thing. Like it's like some of the like biggest milestones in the game is getting each of the new characters. And not only do you have another character to play with and to fight with, but you're like, like I, I'm sure you, you know, like to get that extra, like those extra dozen item spaces, you're like, Oh yes. Yeah. Cause you, you're <laughs> almost always at critical mass by the time you get to the next member of your team. Plus, they have a lot of fluff inventory, too. Like, I probably carried protractors and rulers around yeah. forever without realizing you can just throw just it Just get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. To buy one. And they, yeah. they literally don't do anything. No, they're useless. Like, I think I use the ruler in battle. It's just like, so-and-so measured up the size of the opponent, and that's it. Like, yeah, they're it useless. It doesn't do anything. Useless. <laughs> um, yeah, if I had a criticism, it'd be that. And it's less about the limited inventory and more about it's such a pain in the ass to fucking navigate. Like you said, you got to switch items from one to... Like, in every other... I. I don't think I've played another RPG where each character has their own specific item screen. And yeah. such a pain in the ass when it's like, oh, no, uh, I really want to use a sandwich because I, I have one that can heal, but it's like I got to rush through to Jeff because he's the only one holding the fucking sandwich. <laughs> it's like, just let all of them use the items, you know? Yeah. And I get that it's realistic, you know, because I guess in theory, like if I had a $5 bill in my wallet, you couldn't use my $5 bill without yeah. it getting, you know? But it's that's a little bit like for all of the realism about it that I like. That's like a just just fuck off. Just let them use all the fucking items. You know what Jeez, I mean? Other than that, it's aged well though. Would you agree? Oh, like trillion percent. It's not a chore to play trillion through it. Percent. It's, it's you can just enjoy it again. And, like and like for the record, like I do think I think most JRPGs age fairly well because there's few. Like I mean, you could talk Final Fantasy VII and stuff, but for the mo- especially from that 16-bit era, most of them have aged very well. Yeah um it's got a mix of simplicity with just complex enough though yeah and then when i play earthbound now because i've probably played through that game i have to have played through that game 10 times uh there are jokes that i didn't get as a kid that i get now and little things that i just you know what i mean like it's it's almost like the simpsons it's almost <laughs> like my video game simpsons because it just has all these little inside jokes and these little lines it even has a few innuendos in there like i think i well, yeah, you go into that waterfall where you have to wait. You literally have to wait three minutes Stand there. to let you come in. If you leave, it won't open. Yeah. I died in there, and I come back, and he's like, so you're ready to take it in the shorts again, hey? Like, I'm like, oh, take like, it in the shorts. This is Nintendo. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like there's like the, the blue, blue cult, which yeah. are like, they're pretty obviously dressed like the KKK. Yeah. They're just wearing blue. <laughs> or when you get to the zombie town, you like you follow what looks like a hooker into the hotel. Oh, yeah. And then you get like yeah. pushed by these ghost zombies and oh, you get thrown in their dungeon. Like, There's some fucked up stuff in that game. They were some of the stuff they put in there, which is again, for Nintendo, kind of unusual. Yeah. They're always so and then, clear-cut. And, yeah. And then when you like you said the whole, if you, if you take into account the whole mother 
abortion yeah. guy, I guess thing. It's it's a deep game, man. It yeah. um I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I, I adore that video game. I'll never get tired of playing it. I think it's cute and it's strategic. It's not too easy. It's not too hard. I will say I watched a speed run of it uh, a couple of months ago. The dude beat it in like four and a half hours Ugh. or something. And he beat all eight, like everything. Oh, and I'll tell you, it almost broke like to the point where I ended up turning it off because I was like, you're breaking the game for me because I'm watching how you can beat it without leveling up at all yeah. by just using bottle rockets properly and hiding for bad guys. And I was like, this is that's not how it's meant to be played. This I get that fun. community. Like, I guess you get a you get a title when you say the sure. fastest, but I just But I don't see the the fun yeah. in breaking the game. Like it's meant to be played this way. Enjoy the story and enjoy yeah. the game, you know? Um Chris, if you had to, what would you give Earthbound on a scale of one to ten? Back in the day, I'll give it a nine and a half. Today, I'll give it an eight and a half. Okay. I think the only reason I take a point away is like without that guide, I think you lose a lot of. When you play it fresh, I like I I like you waste time a little bit trying to yeah, oh, find yeah. out some of like I think the stuff you the guide would otherwise tell you, but there's there's a couple things in it that are almost like NES Zelda e. Yeah. Where if you don't have a way to look up how to do it, you're pretty fucked. I like, just I've never had more fun playing an RPG, honestly. Like it agreed. just it makes you laugh, it's tense, it's 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 hard in some spots. Sure is. Like it doesn't hold your hand, that's for sure. Sure is. Diamond Dog, dude, the last of the eight uh soundstone or yeah. my sanctuary bosses, he's badass, man. He's yeah, like tough. the five moles in the desert are hard. Oh like... yeah. Uh, yeah. I love how they're like, I'm the third toughest. Yeah. But then they're like, I'm also the third toughest. And all five of them say they're the third toughest. So, uh so yeah. nine point five to an eight point five. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a hard nine. And I'm gonna stick with I just like you won't it's it's all opinion based. I mean you're you're either right or you're wrong. Uh, it's all opinion based. Is would you where would you is it your is is it your top Super Nintendo RPG or is there one you like better? Uh, you can take that in Final Fantasy VI. I think one A one B. I can live with I that. think they both beat Mario RPG out. And other than that, I because yeah, right. I guess well, Chrono Trigger. I mean, you could almost do a one C if you really. Yeah, because I mean, because there's the two hairs, there's but... the two Final Fantasies: Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, Mario RPG. And then I guess if you want to get into the secret, of, I don't think I'm missing another like J like secret of mana really, maybe. No. But, but I mean that's Earth the big one. Just, it's the unique one though. Like, Absolutely, it's completely it is. different, but it's so much better for it. I think. Yeah. And that says a lot. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, there's not an RPG on the Super Nintendo I go back and play more than uh, Earthbound. And there's really nothing else like it. No, there is nothing else. Uh, Nintendo, if you're fucking living the, this into this, uh, give us Mother Three. Stop fucking around. Give now. us Mother 3 and then make a Mother 4. If you've, <laughs> if you've never played Earthbound, please play it. Uh, to buy a cartridge, it's a couple hundred bucks. But now it's available on the Wii, on the Wii U, on 3DS. It's on the SNES Classic. It is, it's available for like $6 on, I think, on most of systems or $10 or something. It's not an expensive game. If you're, a J, if you're, if you're an RPG fan, I fucking, I pr- I, you have my money back guarantee. Uh, not a guarantee uh, that you that you really love this game. It's perfect. I love it. And it's long. Yeah, like you'll get your money's worth. You know, and I and you know what? Just quickly before we end this thing, one of the things I love about this game, Chris, is there's not a ton of secrets. And when I say that, I mean like when I play Final Fantasies, you got to find everyone's best weapons and all the extra magics and summons and things like that. You know what I mean? Like all those extra little things. There's not a lot of that in Earthbound. There's not a bunch of side quests or anything like that. It's very, it's very linear, right? Yeah. Like I don't, 
is there even any side quests? I don't really? think there is. Like, no, I think you get everything you need along the way. And that's, yeah, which is yeah. one of the things that appeals to me because I'm not worried about missing something. I can just sit back and enjoy this fantastic story of this great game. Yeah. Um, it's perfect. I'm actually, I mean, by the time this comes out, I'll have made a decision, but I'm worried about what music to put in like hmm. for parts of it because like i know off the top i'm gonna play the like da, 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 da. yeah but then i'm like what do i put into like in between the intro and outro i was like ah there's some yeah, there's, there's there's some great music it actually was game. a really good soundtrack that's right like like just nice mellow stuff when you go into town like yeah oh yeah you know what no dude i'm sorry i know we're gonna end this thing right away um i forgot that part of the reason it didn't get released earlier on the virtual console was because they were having problems with some of the music the Beatles, that's right. Because it was like so close to like some actual music. They I think were it like, was the Beatles because like they said there were other references in the game, like you get a yellow submarine and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, that's right. Apparently, they did step on some toes for that. Yeah. So, oh man, maybe I need to be careful with the music I put in. I don't <laughs> Paul care. McCartney will be nailing your door down. Right? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, over the podcast, it gets twenty downloads a week. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out by the time you're hearing this. I clearly solved this dilemma and figured out the music uh dude thanks for doing this i know we've wanted to do this one since like the beginning of this podcast so i really appreciate you coming over and talking earthbound with me oh no problem any excuse to play it again yeah right any <laughs> excuse to, we'll play it each again next year and we'll do this all over again uh, thanks for coming over buddy yeah, thanks for having me that's going to do it for another episode of remember the game everybody thank you so much for listening chris thank you for coming over as always i mentioned off the top that there was going to be a slight alteration to my final score this game chris and i forgot to bring up the fuzzy pickle guy if you've never played it he's this annoying little shit that drops into the game periodically and just forces you to take a picture and say fuzzy pickles and you can't skip them and the music sucks and he sucks and he's annoying half a point off for the fuzzy pickle guy get rid of him put him in smash so we could fucking beat his head in half a point off still a beautiful game if you haven't played it you're insane go play it please i implore you i beg you to play earthbound that's it you guys i thank you so much for listening if you like us and you're on the twitter give us a follow at member the game if you're on the facebook find us at facebook.com slash member the game and we will be back next week with another great episode of a couple of nerds geeking out over old video games great outro adam you're good at this thank you so much for listening guys i'll talk to you again in seven days have a great week cheers Thank you.